Hello, everyone, and welcome to Rules of the Game, a podcast for Independent Education's Great Conversations Project, where your host, Butch Porter, that's me, has in-depth conversations with good people about great ideas. If you're listening to this on the Great Conversations page or on our Patreon, we're excited to have you. Please consider becoming a subscriber on either of those pages to get access to special content. Also, for your convenience, please add us to your podcast feed on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or basically anywhere you listen to podcasts. We hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome to Rules of the Game podcast. My name is Butch Porter. I'm your host. And with me today uh, is the one and only, the man, the myth, the legend, Jeff Crawley, formerly of Voice of the Fan, right? Yes, formerly of Voice of the Fan and soon to be part of the resurrected Voice of the Fan. We're actually going to start it back up in January. Oh, great. Are you real? Mm-hmm. Yep. That's exciting, man. Yep. Well, today we're here at a Cavilla Coffee Shop in... Uh, beautiful downtown Leesburg, Virginia. Uh, Cavilla is Finnish for cafe. Um, did not know that. I didn't know that either. Uh, the owner, Molly, uh, is apparently, you know, some percentage Finnish. Uh, so there's that. Well, so, aren't we all? Aren't we all? Yeah. At least a little. We're not. But <laughs> I haven't done my uh, genealogy thing before. I've, I've never done that. I think I'm afraid to. I don't want to know. You don't want to know? Don't want to know. No yeah. desire. No. Well, I come from Louisiana, so... Um, oh, you're definitely a mutt. There's no question. There's no... I mean, there's no damn telling. <laughs> no question. There's no telling. Saw your pal James Carville on uh, MSNBC this morning. Me and Jim, we're, you know, we're 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 tight. Really you pretty know. sure he's being propped up like Weekend at Bernie's. He's... What is he? Well, that's not nice. Dude, he's 140 years old. Gotta be. He's not 104 he years old. He looks 140. He's 103 if he's... You know. he, he looks like the Crypt Keeper is what he looks like, but that's another story. In fairness, so does Kellyanne Conway. But so I'm gonna out uh, my friend Jeff. Um, he uh, he ordered a um, oat milk matcha latte. Oh, there's no outing. I'm I'm proud of. Are I'm you proud of it? Yeah. You're proud of. Have you ever milk? had oat milk? See, this um, is what people do. See, this is this is what people it's do. like a lot of things. People they don't try it before they, they, and they assume that it's gonna be gross. Oat milk is delicious, I'm telling you. I'm sure you're right. I'm yeah. sure it's great. Yeah. I'm sure it's great. The, the real problem in this drink is the matcha. That's what most people don't like. Well, because matcha, tastes, I just assume, is some sort of coffee or tea, so I, I don't... Yeah, I, but it doesn't a, bother it's, me. It is definitely an acquired taste. Is it really? Yeah, it's... It's, it's a Japanese thing? It's Japanese. It's a... It's, it's got a grassy finish. It's just, you know... But, I mean, I, I like it. And I, so. um... I'm actually... Al mentioned this on a previous podcast, but I discovered the Dirty Chai uh, a few years ago. Yeah, see, not a fan. Not a fan, not yeah. A fan. I, uh, I didn't know it existed until I saw it at a co- on, a, on a coffee shop menu or whatever. And I'm like, where have you been all my life? It's one of my favorites. <laughs> you don't like chai, though. I do, I, yeah. Well, I like chai. I'd have to be in the mood for it, but yeah. I would probably never order a Dirty Chai. Yeah, no. Um, There's a juice place around the corner that makes a chai milk, chai cashew milk that I really like. That cashew, I like. you and your nuts, man. You're just, yeah, a, you know. Yeah. Oh no, oats on a nut. What am I kidding? I'm, I'm, no, it's a grain. But I know it's a grain. It's like weird. More like making rice, milk out of a grain is strange. rice milk or hemp. Oh, rice milk, milk is yeah, yeah. yeah. So look, um, the reason I brought you here today is um, now I'm not an expert 
on anything, right? And I don't no. know that you have any certifications uh, of expertness either. I am certifiably insane, but other That's than right. that, other than that, no. Hey, but look, um, I'm a politics guy. Politics is my sports, right? And you are a sports guy, and politics is your reality TV. Yes, right. Very well put. Yeah, yeah. So, in um, fact, my wife, in fact, used those exact words the other day. This is the best reality show <laughs> ever. You mean the debate? Uh, no, not, not the debate. No, the whole the thing. whole thing. The whole thing. Yeah, the whole yeah thing. absolutely. It's like a soap opera meets a reality show meets like Real Housewives of something, Pennsylvania Avenue. That's awesome, actually. Right? Real Housewives of Pennsylvania Avenue. Right? Yeah. That's copyrighted. I'm sure. Right I'm right positive. Now. Andy no, no. Cohen we're, already we're, has that copyrighted. We're officially declaring. <laughs> I think that's legally binding. <laughs> so so uh, the reason I wanted to talk to you is because there's been, I mean, sports and politics have always crossed paths, right, right. over the years. And, but the last few months, um, I think it for me because I don't watch a lot of sports. You know what my only sport is, right? College, is it college, football, college football, specifically SEC, LSU. Yeah, yeah. So. I mean, it's like a you know, it's like a <laughs> the very yeah. narrow. Color. Of course, my wife is watching the Bengals now because Joe Burrow uh, ended up there, and and uh, I By think he's way, doing okay. He's going to be a good one. Absolutely. Yeah, they're not doing that great, but he's doing okay. No, I think they won a game finally. Yeah, he, he's going to be a good one. Very, yeah. very poised. I didn't watch him he a lot. He may in end up with another team eventually. Right? Well, no, that, that's always true. But I think, um, I think he's he's going to be a good one. I think Cincinnati, if they figure out how to hold on to him. I know you don't watch college football, man, but I've been watching LSU football since I went to college. Right. I didn't really, honestly, I didn't watch it a lot before, but that's, I'm not going to say how many years that is, folks, but it's, it's enough. And I've never seen anything like that. I mean, so the, I, a whole season, 15-0. and 0, I'm just, So I used to watch college football. Did you really? Who I was your a team? Florida State. Oh, I'm sorry. So I mean, here's the thing. Growing up, in, growing up in Philadelphia, there wasn't really a team, a college football team. Right. Penn State probably the closest one that you can that you can relate to. And we sure. liked Penn State, but they weren't really a home team because right. they're in the middle of the state. They're as relational to Pittsburgh as they are to us in Philadelphia. Sure. Uh, my uncle, who is a huge sports fan, was a big fan of the Miami Hurricanes. This oh. is in the mid-80s. Okay. And uh, so I picked Florida State because they were that was the rivalry. Right. That makes so sense. So I have... For whatever reason, just held on to Florida State for throughout the years, and now they're really like hard. It's so hard to watch. Like my wife, my wife's like, "Why are you watching this?" Because she's an Auburn fan, of course. Because she did the same thing I did. She grew up in Alabama. Sure, sure. Her whole family's Alabama fans, so she decided to root for Auburn just to be different. So the same thing That's I did. Funny. Well, my speaking of pro football, my my. Uh... My brother was a Steelers fan mm-hmm. because we were all Cowboys fans. Okay, right. My brother is still a Cowboys fan. Well, down in, down in Louisiana in the eighties, I mean, there's. I mean, well, I'm from North Louisiana, oh, so, so we were New closer to, to Dallas than we were New York. So, so. Nor- New Orleans is not. That's not really a thing for you. Not really. Yeah. There's three Louisianas: there's North, South, and New Orleans, and they have nothing to do with each other. Also, you know, New Orleans was god awful. They were many, many, many years. I was really excited to see Drew Brees. You know, that was really fun. I got to tell you, there's um. That was, seemed like seems like an eternity ago. Yeah, I get, I get. You know, I'm an emotional guy, as you well know, and sports really tugs at my heartstrings. And while I'm, sure. you know, not at all a Saints fan, that first game back, I'm getting goosebumps just talking about this. That first game back in this in the Superdome, 
where they played they played against the Atlanta Falcons and the uh-huh. Falcons the first punt was blocked and returned for a touchdown and you could feel You're talking about state. first game back from first Katrina? Game back after Katrina. Yeah, yeah. You it was could amazing. feel the state. It was I had I had I got choked up watching that. And I'm not not a fan of either of those teams. Sure, sure, sure. But I got watching that was But he was, signed the contract like right in the middle of it. So it just Drew Brees. I mean he was you know, like it was like the worst time to sign up for the Saints and he did Drew Brees it. Drew Brees is um, one of the he's one of the genuinely good people in Yeah. In, um, yeah, you know, in the in which kind of ties into what we what we yeah talking. because I it's feel like it was one of the events actually it his was. little apology tour or whatever that was um, and uh, what led up to it I mean that was to me that was a little disturbing in a sense and well here's back to that but I think to me it actually started well actually it started with the NBA in Hong Kong for me which was a year ago, roughly. Yeah, yeah. But we'll come back to that. Go ahead. Well, so for me, here's, here's the thing for me, is that you and I have discussed many times, I think that uh, most people in the celebrity atmosphere, celebrity sphere, sure. whatever you want to call it, sure. politics, politics and sports specifically that we're talking about, I think they're all hypocrites, all of them. And so, as, as a rule, you mean to the, a degree. You mean the athletes? Yeah, oh, the yeah, athletes, sure, athletes sure. the politicians, all of them. So here's here's the thing, but I do think that there are some that are very genuine, right? Okay, yeah. So talking about the Drew Brees situation, I thought was a really good example of what of how things I think should work, and I'll I'll explain. Okay. I'm an Eagles fan in Philadelphia. Malcolm Jenkins was this was the safety for the Eagles. He left the Eagles this year and went to New Orleans. Sure. So when the whole thing came up, the whole Black Lives Matter thing came up uh, again and Drew Brees said, said that he he's not ever going to stand for anybody disrespecting the flag because his grandfathers both of his grandfathers fought in World War II and everything and, and Malcolm Jenkins came back and was very upset posted two videos to Instagram posted two videos to Instagram and said what you don't understand Drew Brees is that your experience with the flag is not unique or it is not the only type of experience to have because guess what? Both of Malcolm Jenkins is black, Drew Brees is white. Sure. Malcolm Jenkins said, guess what? Both of my grandfathers fought in World War II also, but they did not come home to a hero's welcome. They came home to uh, go sit in the back of the bus. Sure, sure, Don't sure. come in this store. They came home to being the same <clears throat> part of the same America that they left. Sure. And that was, and so what I like, what I like about that outcome Right. Is that Drew Brees was able to step back and look at it at, from a different point of view? Sure. Right. Right, wrong, or indifferent. Black life, whatever. That's not even the point. My, my, what I like about it, what made my respect level for Drew Brees go up? Not the apology tour. I couldn't care less about that. I, I think, think that's you all. Say, I think you say something once and say, look, you know, I'm, I, to me, and I look, I've never, I'm not famous. Nobody cares what I right. think, right? right. So. Um, I've, I've never had to do, I never had to be canceled and, you know, sure. blah, blah, blah. Please cancel me. That means I actually had something to begin with. Right. I'm all for it. But I think if I was in that situation, I hope that I would be cognizant enough to know, to say what you just said. And that is, look, I, I understand that perspective. That's a, and I respect it. And, and I'm glad that I know more about it now. And I'm glad I have a different point of view. And that's it, right? So, it doesn't mean that I'm a I was a bad person or I was whatever. Well, and so the the thing is, is that Drew Brees' 
point of view does matter. Sure, Drew Brees' right. point of view does matter, and it, and it, it is valid. But right, no, I understand the I understand the other side. What yeah. I'm saying is, is that, and I, everything you said makes perfect sense to me. What what doesn't make sense is the is the um, is the way in which we've decided that a certain point of view matters I, more. Matters more. I right? think so. I think that's a function. I think that's a function of social media. I well, think sure. that's a function of people. I think that's a function of people being extreme on one side or the other. As I said, I don't care about that stuff. What I care about is sure. that Drew Brees saw some a different point of view. And here's the other thing about Drew Brees. Drew Brees has always, always been a guy that wants to help. Sure. He's always been that guy. And so now what, hap- what has happened is he his sphere of who he needs to help has been opened. I think this was I, I think that this was the best possible outcome. I didn't need I didn't need the apology tour. I didn't need all that. But that's that's me, you know, as a, yeah, and I, you know, and I'm a, and I am, you know, as a as a as a black American man, that stuff's meaningless to me. I want to see what you do. And what Drew Brees did, right. Forget the apology and stuff and his wife and the tearful Instagram messages and the stock photo of the black and white hand. Forget all that. What he did was right. he put his money where his mouth is. Oh, what where did, where did he put his money? So he, he, well, he, first of all, he's always tried to help poor people in, in sure. New, Orleans, New Orleans. He's always done that. Which is predominantly yeah. African-American. Right, right? Yeah. exactly. You see, and that's the, that's the point, and that's the point people, I think, forget sometimes. Sure. But the point is that he he decided to open his sphere of help, and he decided to work with Malcolm. Because Malcolm Jenkins has always been a big activist in helping whatever community he lives in. Which right. Him leaving Philadelphia was a big loss, not just for the team, sure, which is not near as good now. But that's another story. Uh, but it was a big. We loss. won't talk about the. It was a big loss story. for the community as well because right. he does he because he does so much for the community. So. He, I think, and in, in another thing that we can talk about is coming back around to people learning and people changing, and I think that's what happened with Drew Brees. Sure. It's also something, and this is another hot-button topic that happened uh, with Mike Vick, who I was not a fan of before he went to prison. Okay. But then when he came out of prison, he signed with the Eagles. So it kind of forced me to take a look at, do I want to support this guy? Okay. Uh, in fact, I had a I had a column at that time for I was a writer for Bleacher Report. Okay. Didn't know how I felt about <clears throat> didn't know how I felt about Mike Vick being signed by the Eagles. So uh, I I figured it out while writing the column. Okay. I wrote the column about my feelings. By the time I got to the end of it, I figured out how I was going to be. Okay. And how I was going to be was let's see what happens. And he his react and and he he gave the same excuse. Oh, this is all. This is all I've ever known, and this is this is how we grew up, and this is how, and that's all true. Okay, sure. But now you know better. What are you going to do about it? Right. So, I, listen. We'll give him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know that. That's so we all don't he know that that he's come around. And, oh, and Mike Vick definitely has his okay. his whole his whole. He's he's a national. How long was he? Person. How long was he in prison? Two years. Okay. And, long at, enough. At Leavenworth. Not. That's not. Like, that's, that's not a, a, a resort. It's not, he's, not he's, not at, he's not in county lockup. That's right. <laughs> so, but he no, he's a, he's a national spokesperson for the ASBCA. I'm not a huge fan of Mike Vick. I don't really, you know, whatever. But um, what he he in in that in his case, the system worked. The system worked exactly the way it's designed to work. 
You get somebody that's doing something wrong, they go to jail for it. They yeah, uh, it's not a normal case. I mean, no, it's, a not, it's person, not a normal right? case. It's not. You're right, but it worked the way the system is supposed to work. You know, his fame didn't keep him out of jail. That's his right. His money didn't keep him out of jail. He went to jail just like he should have gone to jail, and he served, in fact, the longest the longest sentence for dogfighting that anybody has ever served, ever. Because and because they didn't actually convict him of dogfighting, they, convict, they convicted him of racketeering. Oh, sure. So they did one of those, you know, dogfighting, you're not going to jail for long enough, which I think was the right thing to do, absolutely. And so he goes to jail for, he goes to jail for two years, he comes out, he rehabs his, he does does the apology tour, which he should have. Sure. And more importantly, he showed that he was apologetic. He's the national spokesperson for the ASPCA, rah, yay, dogs, all that stuff, so. Yeah, I got you. So, uh... Another conversation you and I had, uh, Colin Kaepernick, which is one could argue kind of the start of the NFL side of the yes. BLM thing. Mm-hmm. So because, well, that's how Drew Brees gets to right. kneeling and not kneeling. Yep. So um, good quarterback, average quarterback, great quarterback, <coughs> above average. Uh, flash in the pan, man. Flash in the pan. So he, I would say he's he was he was above average. I mean, he went to a Super Bowl. <clears throat> was. Was. It, now, I have no idea. Still, now. who knows? I have yeah, no exactly. idea. He hasn't, he hasn't played in years, yeah, so yeah. I don't know. Um, you hear, you'll hear people say, um, and I have said even as recently as two years ago, there's no way you can tell me that Colin Kaepernick is not better than, say, Drew Locke or well, some, name some random quarterback. You said that to me, so I know you right. said that. Yeah, years. so, but, so <clears throat> now I don't know. But I would say that... Um, Joe Burrow has increased the average, though. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. He, here's the thing about Kaepernick now is that uh, one, what, some, what people, a lot of people don't understand is that while they were going through all this, while supposedly the NFL was supposedly blackballing him, sure. Den- Denver, Denver Broncos made him an offer to come in right. and be their starting quarterback, but it wasn't at starting quarterback money, but... Come in, prove yourself. Yeah, Why exactly. So that's that's what that's so After to me. Year, when I heard that, and, yeah. when I heard that, I, I I thought, well, that's that's his. He made a mistake. He should have taken that deal if he really wanted to play. If so he really wanted to play, does now, he really do want really, to play? Do you really want to play? I mean, you can make the case that he's he's more lucrative and better off as he is now. Well, that argument has been made. Sure. Right? That yeah. he's a better activist than he is a quarterback. He might be a better activist than he is a quarterback. He was a pretty, but he, I mean, he was, there I mean, was a Nike time. gave him some cash, right? Oh, I mean, a lot of cash. 50 and million, that was 50, mostly, 50 million dollars. That they was mostly because of, because of his activism, not because he was a great quarterback. Right. right. He right. may have had a contract before with him. I don't, I don't know. He did have, he did have a pretty good contract, but his contract that he had before was, Poorly negotiated. That's the best way I can put sure. it. Because it had like weird incentives in it, and it was it was presented as a forty million dollar contract, but it wasn't really. So it ended up being he ended up he I mean he made decent money. He ended up making probably twenty or thirty million dollars, but it wasn't anywhere near what it should have been. A guy coming off of a Super Bowl, yeah, run, a run he to the Super did Bowl, did win the Super Bowl. Let's well, let's he didn't win. He got that's there. right. He got in the Super Bowl. Yeah, because that was the the night the lights. The the night the lights went out in New Orleans at the Superdome. I forgot it was those two. Yeah, literally yeah. had come back to. So he, um, he, he, 
where he is right now, I have no idea. I haven't seen the guy play in years. I, I, I couldn't tell you. I will tell you this, that he is value, He is definitely, if he come, if he were to come back and not be a good quarterback, right. that would hurt his value on every right. level. That's probably why he's not. Right. So right? He's not, I mean, it's he's a not, risk. Yeah, it absolutely is a risk. From a business point of view, I wouldn't do it. From a business standpoint. Because it was, it was well, that's a bad business decision. It is a, it is business. Right. It's I well, mean, it's it's all business, Butch. Well, of course it is. <laughs> it's all, it's all no one thinks otherwise. All of this is. Business. This is this brings me to this is a gear switcher, right? So, um, because to the degree that I watch pro football, um, I watch pro basketball way even less. Right. So sure. I, I watch maybe two quarters of pro football a year okay right maybe right like randomly sure the odds of me getting through two minutes of a basketball pro basketball game is slim to none so i'm not a big pelicans fan new orleans pelicans new orleans pelicans not a big supporter dude let me tell you how bad of a pro basketball fan i am (laughs) by the time that i found out who the bobcats were there were no Bobcats. <laughs> that's how. That's how. I'm like, who are the Bobcats? Well, it's the, you know, and they, you know, and they had the, and I remember, I, I got the story. They had to change their name right. to the Pelicans for a full year before, uh, before uh, the, the, uh, the Charlotte team. The Charlotte team could right. take the Pelicans back with, uh, what's his name? As the, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan as yeah. the owner. Yeah. What's his name? Only the yeah, best. Basketball player of all time. That's another. That's another. You don't think argument. he's the best basketball player of all time? So I think um, here's the problem when you're having that discussion. This is a this, this we don't have to discussion. have that discussion. It's we, not the problem with having that discussion is you have to take centers out of the equation. So because to me, Will Chamberlain is the best. Sure, player sure, 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 sure. Here's a guy that here's a guy that scored a hundred points one in one game, and afterwards he said, "Well, it's not really a big deal. I just doubled my average." Because he averaged 50 points a game that year. <laughs> right? So this is a guy that they changed rules for. Right. right, so right. The, year after he, the year after he averaged 50 points and 25 rebounds a game, he, he said, I think I'm going to go lead the league in assists next year. And then he did it. <laughs> this is the. This is. This he decided. Right. To, yeah. I'm just. Well, gonna, it's like Robin yeah. and rebounds, right? He's yeah. like, I, I want zero points and twenty rebounds every exactly. game. Exactly. So, but yeah. anyway, uh, yes, Jordan is Jordan is the greatest player. LeBron is makes a strong case, though. No way, really, LeBron. He's See, I haven't watched baseball since the '90s, so I don't right. know. He I mean, I know he's good. Player. Yeah. No, he's, uh, he's. I know that Kobe. Speaking of Kobe, was smarter. I know that. Yes. Uh, yes. Kobe well, was. Kobe. Kobe guy. had a plan and a mission. Yeah. From the jump. Right. Sure. And don't forget too. Kobe, they both came out of high school. By the way, yes. Right? And Kobe was Kobe was educated in a different, in a completely sure. different yeah. level. I mean, big time. Kobe, you know, his he 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 was a world traveler. His mm-hmm. father and he Kobe is a is a you know spoke three languages fluently. That's you know, right. Kobe. I mean, he was speaking Italian when yeah. we were in the uh, right. Olympics or whatever. Yeah. So uh, you know, he he was a he was a different cat. But um, LeBron. LeBron's not dumb. Now, don't don't. No, no, no I didn't say he's under, dumb. No, no, no I know, but he's he's also smarter, I think, than people give him credit. That's for. probably true. He is he is also uh, he's thirty seven years old, and is without. Still, with, it seems like he's been playing basketball since the you know. Well, he's he came out in high school. He's not been up. playing for 17, 20, 18, years, 18 years. He's he's he is an unbelievable physical specimen. I believe he could. Go, I believe he could start at tight end in the NFL right now. I I believe. He could. Tight end in the NFL? Absolutely. He's 6'8", 260. He could start at tight end right now. 
and and be probably in the and top be good. half. Yeah, absolutely. I think so. Um, he's but, got the jumping ability. He's got the hands, right? He's and he he. I had a friend who was a football coach who always looked at basketball players. Mm-hmm. Those you know. Well, there's a lot of overlap. Yeah, yeah. You know, especially like especially with a quarterback. You think about a, a guy like Nick Foles, who, who starts for the Chicago Bears. He was a point guard in high school. Why is he old Seymour crossover? I, all the I've seen basketball players play baseball, and I've seen football players play baseball. I've never seen football players play basketball. Is so it just the, because of the their, seasons, the, the, overlap. the seasons overlap. The yeah. season, the most famous one. Well, not the most. That's famous. how one much of a sports fan I am, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I don't know the seasons. Well, one of the most famous ones that I remember as a Florida State fan, of course, was Charlie Ward in the early '90s, where he won a Heisman Trophy at, at quarterback okay. and was also um, a first-round pick in the NBA. Wow. He said that's crazy because he was not he was not your class. He's you know he's a black guy considered to be and this is the early nineties and he said if you're not he told NFL teams if you're not going to draft me in the first round don't draft me because oh. and I'm not changing my position I'm going to play quarterback nobody drafted him in the first round so he went on and played for the New York and they Knicks. probably would have drafted him for a different position he maybe but he's he's a, he's a quarterback no yeah, question yeah, no doubt he, yeah. he's he's um he is in fact sometimes I forget how great he was and then I will go back and watch old games of him and it's like wow this guy I cannot believe how good he was at quarterback and because he has a point guard mentality and right. the best quarterbacks have that mentality that I don't need to score I need to get the ball That's right. in the hands of the people that and can And the score. best point guards obviously have that mentality exactly. too. Yeah. Exactly. When you look at when you look at a guy like Magic Johnson <sighs> Magic Johnson See like, I grew up oddly enough I, I grew up in Louisiana but I was a Lakers fan. Okay. Yeah, well, I mean, that's probably the closest team to you at that point. Maybe not closest, but I mean, that's what. Who else would you root for? The Hawks. Um, <laughs> you know. <laughs> well, it's funny. Uh, my grandmother was a uh, was a Braves fan because mm. that was probably one of the closest yeah. baseball teams yeah. to us. Uh, the closest, well, of course, was the Houston Astros and the. Um, Texas Rangers were they even around when I was I don't know how long they've been. They came in the in the seventies. It's yeah, yeah. the same reason why you have a lot of a lot of people in the South that are fans of the Washington football team. What are we calling them now? Washington the Washington team. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> good. Um, you don't. Care. You're not a Redskins fan, right? I, I mean, care now. Washington uh, football team fan. Yeah. I, I oddly enough, I there's a weird part of me that kind of likes the Washington football team thing. It's very like European because that's how they do the soccer teams. Sure. So, but anyway, um, I really could go off on tangents to talk about. No, this no, that's all okay. Day. No, but let's get back to ba- basketball because what the the trigger point for me with basketball was the um, was the Hong Kong thing, mm-hmm. uh, and I think it was both Kobe and. Uh, LeBron maybe that made comments about that, and there were many others too. I just don't know any of them because right. I don't keep track. Right. Um, well, the biggest flashpoint was the general, actually the general manager of the Houston Rockets, Sean Morey. Right. When he made a comment, and the NBA, he made a tweet, and the NBA told him to take it down. And so that's, he made a tweet to like, me that's, like free Hong Kong or something like that. Right. And uh, they, they they told him to take it down because the NBA is the biggest sports league in China. Well, sure, and you so, know, and actually, I was at a conference somewhere, and a very, very intelligent, very well educated, and informed older gentleman said one word that kind of brought it all like it was one of those, right. you know, into uh, into focus for me. Um, he said, "Nike." Oh yeah, because sure. where do you think all those shoes are made? Absolutely, right? Absolutely, I mean, yep. and that, I have a, that, I have a, it's a ton of money. So I have a, I have a, I have a speaking good, of Nike, I have a good friend of mine that uh, that owned that started his own apparel company. 
Okay. Uh, shout out to Rock Theme Media. Um, <laughs> he um, he also mentored me in the radio business, so I, I, owe, I owe him a lot. Um, but he, he has told me stories about Nike. He, he worked for Nike for a long time, and stories about how you know the shoes that are made back then, how they would come up with pricing, like. They would come up with like, what are we, what are we going to price this shoe? And um, they, the, the answer was generally, how much can we get for it? And his first meeting, he said, well, what about? Don't we need to talk about how much it costs to make and how it much costs it costs zero. to wear? It doesn't matter. <laughs> None of that matters. None of that matters. It's, no. it, was, it, was, it just blew my mind to me because it does. You're right. It costs nothing to make. Because yeah, but shoes have always been that way, though. I mean, shoes are are how, well. That's honestly though. That's how most things are priced sure. how much you can get for them sure not how much they cost well i mean for, for normal people like normal business owners like you and me yeah that's a factor but the reality is our cost has to come into it because, has, it has because, to come into because we're not nike or mcdonald's or whoever you know because right. our cost and our cost as a small business owner matters way more than anything else but it does way yeah it, it does matter a lot more. sure but yeah. no, you're right. No, but um, yeah, that's where that whole flashpoint for for uh, the NBA. That's when it really started. Was when when Sean Morey made that tweet about free home. Sure, free home. No. And the NBA was like, "Nah, take that down, bro." That to me, that's a little chilling um, because you know the Hong Kong that moment before because I don't the sports thing was tangential to yeah. me, not central. So, I mean, that was a moment where we had an opportunity to make a. Um, a statement internationally sure. towards Taiwan that we haven't really taken the opportunity to do in a long, long time, and for um, for it for it to become that obviously money-driven, politicized so this, was a little jarring. This for goes me. back to my original statement when okay. we first started. That everybody's a hypocrite. Well, because yeah, it's it, not a matter of a hypocrite. It's just it a matter of think about it. it is though because we have taken we have and I say we not we but the NBA has taken this huge stand on Black Lives Matter, right? Well, that was after though. Okay, so but why would you not take the similar stand on on would the Chinese lives not matter? Because Chinese I mean, lives don't matter. Well, and that's what I'm saying. And I, and I'm, and Which is ironic and since it's China that's calling those shots. Listen, right? I understand. Don't I? Don't, I understand the well, whole concept of the Black it's Lives the Matter. People's Republic of China that's calling those shots, and not Taiwan. Not the not the right the the PRK, not the ROC. That's right. Yeah, I learned that from Tom Clancy books. No, so um, <laughs> it's. Um, so the whole thing was that's that's the hypocritical thing to me, right? And I'm not saying Black Lives the Black Lives Matter is not important. I'm not saying it's not, but it's a it, let's not let's not be naive about what it is and what it is is it's a political movement, right? And it's a political movement that the NBA finds financially beneficial right now. Well, so do because they? Because of that, they do, and because of that. But they they're not going to continue. I mean, they're actually scaling it back, though. That's part of what well, the season's over. So, and well, no, but they they've declared that next year they're not going to have it on the court, and it's going to be we'll they're not going to have it on the court. We'll see. I mean, that's they, what they, they said. Well, they I mean, they say things like that, and let's see what the why do you think they would say that though? Because it's because now they can say it because nobody cares now because the season's not on. Right. Nobody cares what the NBA has to say right now because the season's over. Who won the? 
Who won the, the Lakers won with LeBron. LeBron's team won. LeBron's team yeah. won. So that's always a safe answer. Uh, you know who my favorite player was, though? Who? Not to get back to um, uh, James Worthy. Uh, big, oh. game, big Game James was the <sighs> nickname. Yeah. That man could be at the top of the key, and like .2 seconds later, he was laying it up, and the yeah. guy's like, how did, happened? That happen? how did that happen? Yeah. Actually, yeah. I think I, if I recall correctly, I think I'm, he's from North Carolina. I think. Yes. Uh, I think I met his mom knocking oh. doors back in the day. Oh, wow. I was like, you're James Worthy's mom? Because <laughs> I like Magic. Don't get me wrong. Magic is awesome. But yeah. James Worthy, man, he was, he was something else. I was, of course, a Dr. J fan. Were you? you know, Philly, you know. Oh, um, Philly, of course. Yeah. yeah. What was funny, though, it was kind of racial, though, to be honest, is I didn't realize it really at the time. But my dad was a Celtics fan. I was a Lakers yeah. fan. Yeah. And they each had a token. Like, the Lakers had, what, Kurt <laughs> Rambis. Rambis. <laughs> and Robert Parrish. Robert Parrish. Yes. <laughs> Celtics had Robert Parrish. I was like, did... <laughs> um, I have questions. Yeah. Just to... No. Um, um, yeah, but no. But the, the thing about... My, my impression has been... And you can correct me, because I don't know what I'm talking about most of the time. <laughs> <clears throat> but my impression was is that you know that people weren't watching the games as much. I mean, there's been so some boycottishness the, from the, the problem from my peeps. Here's the you problem. know uh, in Middle America who your, probably your peeps, don't want to tune peeps, in to your peeps were not are not the target our, our audience. They well, that's probably true for the care. NBA. They don't care about you. You don't buy shoes. They don't care about you. The um, but nobody but people. You're saying that that. They're looking at urban audiences, and that's that's what they Not care just about. Just urban audiences. They're trying to expand it. They're actually they're actually trying. They actually care more expanding internationally than they do about locally. So like they're folk. They're hyper. So why would they on, ever scale it back? Hyper focused on. China. They're just saying they can to get those extra little. I mean, yes. it's like politics. They right? They're hyper, trying to expand. It's exactly like that. They're hyper focused on China and Europe right now. That's what they're. That's where they're hyper. That's where they're. That's where they see their growth coming. Okay. And, and again. Go, it goes back to this is a business they're making business decisions so Black Lives Matter is a hot thing to be right now it might be in six months they, they reserve the right to change it back you know it does. It depends on what happens in 13 days I just know I mean I don't watch pro. I haven't watched pro basketball since really, actually really since high school right that I can I mean since since Magic left I mean, so I follow of. pro basketball really closely when the 76ers are good only when they're good. Only when they're good. Short of that, I don't. I don't particularly follow it. That I much just. Either. I just know that if I tuned in, and I don't. <clears throat> I don't have anything against anybody who supports small, sure, lowercase BLM. I think BLM as a as an organization and many well, of the BLM organizations, as an organization is separate from I, saying that Black Lives Matter. That's, of a, that's a completely I think Black Lives issue. Matter as a sentence is one thing. Black Lives Matter as a hashtag with the trained Marxist in charge. Is not the same thing. Well, people to me. don't and people don't understand that there that there is a difference. Well, they they don't understand it, but they sometimes they willfully ignore it. I'll give you that's an true. I'll, I'll give I'll, I'll give that. I'll give you an example. We had um, uh, one of our local counties, Prince William County, like shortly after all this sort of came to fore, they they I don't know if they passed it or not. I, I don't remember if it got passed, but there was a resolution that they support black and they capitalized the B and they said. Like Black Lives Matter movement, they were very specific, yeah. right? And it wasn't like we believe the Black Lives Matter and everybody should be treated equally. It wasn't like right. a general statement. It was we support capital B, capital L, capital M. 
which if anybody takes the time to look at what that means, it is not just about Black Lives Matter. It's it is a political an exercise and in intersectionality, right? It's, it's everyone, if you believe in this and believe in this and believe in this, package all those issues together and you should believe that Black Lives Matter too so everybody's on board. It's, Black Lives Matter is definitively intersectionality. It is the, it is the epitome of it, okay? So, <clears throat> um, so my challenge is, back to the sports side, if I tune into a show and I see Black Lives Matter on the, you know, on the, on the court or whatever, and they're constantly alluding to it, and everybody's got it on their jerseys and whatever. I might not tune in again. They don't care about you. Though. I know they don't care about that's, that's, me because I, I don't you. watch. I, oh, I hear you. Not but just you. I don't mean just you. They don't. They don't. They don't care about. They don't care about people is, like me. No, not just not. No, and this is going to sound harsher than I intended. No, they, you can be harsh. We're harsh. They don't care now. about people who think like you. Okay, give, be more specific. So people who think like you are people who just explained all that about Black Lives Matter, about the Black Lives, about the Black Lives Matter also, movement, which is different from the also, statement black, that Black Lives Matter. But they also don't care about a whole other category of people, and that is people who don't think like me, but they still are going to look at it and go, screw that. But people, so and, anybody who, and so let me add say, another, hang on, let me add another category of people and that is people who don't want to do politics when they watch sports like they just don't they, they, you, they don't, they're not the, into that, it but that's not a thing that's not a thing i mean sure it you is. can you can so you don't know anybody you, who's been turned off by the 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 wokeness why? in sports like why, 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 if you're i'm a just asking fan, if you know of anybody I don't, who's done it. i don't, you don't and the okay. reason why and the reason why is because that's if i'm for two things one every sport every sport you pick one was involved with the hashtag Black Lives Matter. Every sport. I don't think any of them were as it's none of them were as visible as as NBA because well, there's more black people in the NBA than most sports. Probably any sport. Well, no, I mean that's perfectly right. True. However, however, what's the percentage in the NFL? It's not as high as the. Well, as I know NBA. it's not as high, right? Because so, you have to have a nose guard, right? Whatever. <laughs> the offensive or a line. punter and a, and a, and a but and no a the um, field goal kicker. But you have but but. Even NASCAR, which has like two black guys, and uh, the NHL. They have two now? I think so. Wow. Well, one's half black. I don't know if that counts. But the, the NHL did it. Uh, Major League Soccer, for during their midsummer return sure. tournament, they, their first game. But none as much as, as the NBA. So. My squad, like visibly, my squad in the in in Major League Soccer is the Philadelphia Union. Right? Okay, so their first game back, because it's Major League Soccer, nobody noticed or cared. Their first game back. <laughs> Let's um, be honest, folks, nobody really cared. They uh, everybody was allowed to do their little thing on the back of the jersey instead of your name or below your name. You could have your little saying. They came out and they had. Instead of their name or anything else, they had the last name of someone who was killed by the police. Each player had the last name of someone different that was killed by the police. Which, and nobody knew about that. Sure. And when they came out with it, it was the announcers were like, they, they were silenced, the announcers, they were trying to figure out what it was. Because they were like, well, that's not his last name. And they were, then they, when they realized what it was, 
So my point in saying all that, whether you like that or not, right, wrong, or different, everybody was involved in that. And so if you don't like that, then you're not watching sports right now. Well, yeah, but now, you might have been before. That, That's having, my point. Having said that, okay. the ratings for all sports are way down right now. Yeah, way we can't down. tell because of Corona. That's right. Right. So here's the other reason we can't By tell. the way, the first time I watched, uh, you know, a few minutes of a, uh, of a uh, baseball game, uh, it took me several minutes to realize that all the crowd noise was recorded and right. played over the yeah. loudspeaker. Super annoying. I hate it. Um, they don't do that for any... Did they do that they, for all the sports? They did. Yeah, they do. Yeah. For, for NFL? Well, for, the NFL has fans in there now, so it's not as bad. Um, what are you doing? I, by the way, I, I have a... Like when I'm at my desk or whatever, there's a letter opener or a oh, knife okay. somewhere or whatever. So when something really disturbs me, I have it to... to to uh, yeah, to, you know, to, to disembowel yourself. To disembowel myself. Got it. But I had so I had to find a tiny little knife uh, in case that becomes an issue again. I can't even remember what it was. There's the was... names on the back of the jerseys. Yes. So, yes. Yes. So anyway, again, MLS. Nobody Which cares. I just, but, if I was a referee, I, I, I think I I think I just I would do that because. But I'm the not point know who is, is, the point in all that is whether you like it or not, whether you agree with it or not. I honestly thought it was kind of cool, but I think re- it's cool for a time. Well, that's they only did it for the one game. Right. That's it. That's yeah. all they, they only. But my point is, everybody's every every sport is involved in this. Right. And so to that end, not every then, sport, every corporation every, in America. Oh, sure. Okay, but we're right. we're not we're talking about sports. But yes, and, every corporation. And, well, they are corporations. Yeah, sure. Right? And Absolutely. so they're all. Everybody is because it's trending how now. Many, how this many is why I want to see where are we going to be. Where are we going to be? Everybody that has your email address Bro, about how. Do you know how many text message I text messages I got? I, I want to be a supportive. I've had I don't I'm not going to mention any names because there are a couple couple people who are sure. well known or famous or whatever. People that have I have not spoken to in years called me and you know how I am on the phone. I don't like the phone. People who asked actually spoke, answered. Them I actually they were that important. Yeah. I thought somebody had died. Sure. Turned out it was George Floyd. That was in poor taste. I'm sorry. They um so they yes it was Jeff. <laughs> And Sorry. you'll probably never be forgiven. <laughs> but you're right. That's exactly that, that's what it was. Yeah. So people, I, I think, it, to be fair, I think people were just trying to figure out what to do. No, I get that. I think, for me, I think there's there's a line, okay? And and I do think, I mean, it, it, it made me, you know, it made anybody with two brain cells thrown sure. together and, and a heart uh, uh, stop and think. And I've said this before, and I think I've said it on the podcast before, that I mean, I get the profiling thing, right? I get the fact that if I get pulled over by the cops, um, I'm not afraid for my life. And if your, you get pulled over by the cops... Your experience is different than mine. That's right. I'm not 100% sure how many steps back you have to go to find the calls. And I don't. we don't need to get into sure, that. That's a whole different podcast. That's a whole different podcast. But the point is, is that... I know that you feel differently than I do, mm-hmm. and I respect that, mm-hmm. and I understand that. I get all that. What I'm not willing to do is once you get to, at some point, not all the time, but at some point, some of the time, you do want to get to objective truth. What is true, and the only way you get to decent policy is objective. It's hard to create policy based on feelings. You can create policy based on reality, right? Well, it's not hard. 
it's wrong. <laughs> it's wrong. It's just a really <laughs> bad idea. So I don't know if you listen to you know Charles Coleman. Uh, no, not Charles Coleman. Uh, Coleman Hughes. Sorry, I had a friend named Charles Coleman uh, that I sold books with. And, was it uh, in Alabama? I don't know where it was. Coleman, black guy. Was it big Coleman, bl- Alabama. Big black guy. Then it wasn't in Coleman, Alabama. I called a whole lot of man. <laughs> if you're listening, Charles. Um, <laughs> How are you? Um, so, but every time I think of Coleman Hughes, I think I think of, uh, that name it it conflates. But Coleman Hughes does this really good job of going through the data, and if you get to the data, you find that there is some probably bias, but it's nowhere near what we think it is, right? Okay. What, what a lot of people think it is, and so at some point. Once we have acknowledged everybody's feelings, and those are important, they're valid, they're real, they're mm-hmm. true, and we can't ignore them. At some point, when you get to the real conversation about policy, um, we can't go back to the feelings conversation to make the policy. Right. We have to acknowledge that everybody's working together to, to make everybody important and everybody feel welcome in our country. And at the same time, make make sure we don't make bad policy decisions. Well, what about the on, fact that what about the fact that based on some policies, everybody doesn't feel welcome in the country? Well, I think that's what I'm saying. If if you have a policy which makes people not feel welcome, then that's fine. But if you have, um, look, the, the the challenge is, and I don't want to get too much into it because I want to finish the sports conversation because. I'm not an expert on sports, and you are. So the challenge is that um, two things, <clears throat> two challenges. I'm not going to defer to the way a certain group of people feels about a situation explicitly and exclusively to make a policy decision. Because I think, as you said earlier, that's a bad idea. right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's not how people feel about a situation how the situation is is not the same. So, uh, and I don't think one is more important than the other, but when it comes to policy, there's a chance that you can, you can overcorrect. You can make bad policy decisions based on how somebody feels. Uh, and that's a complicated conversation. But the second part is, is I remember I had a, I had a conversation after um, the governor blackface your thing. governor. Yeah, uh, the governor of Virginia. Uh, uh, <laughs> your, your governor. Uh, he's your governor too, uh, Jeff. I just work here. I just work. <laughs> uh, I could say the same. Um, but, uh, but no, uh, the governor of Virginia, the blackface incident, uh, national news. Uh, I remember talking to my dad. He couldn't stop laughing because, you know, for Louisiana, I mean, that's the kind of thing you'd, you'd expect sure. uh, back home. So, um, I had this conversation with a, uh, with a uh, friend of mine, and she's like, "Look, you know, I'm not going to make any judgments. I'm just going to defer to my, uh, you know, to my uh, people of color, you know, my African American friends, and let them kind of help guide me on how I should feel about it." Was this Karen? Well, it, it could have been, right? I mean, you know, Karen's third cousin. Um, yeah. So, and I remember listening to her, and it was the 900th time I'd heard. Because on 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 Facebook, that's all you got. It was like I'm just I'm I'm take I'm gonna let my 
you know, my uh, women of color, people of color, friends take the lead and blah, 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 and do my thinking for me. I'm like, no, guys. Yeah, that's the problem. That's not how this works. No. It's not. There, I mean, we have to think for ourselves. Right. We have you, to be you make able a to. You make a decision, and then you act on that decision. Right. That's, that's what it... That's it doesn't... What. And it, to be clear, it doesn't mean that we don't listen to other people right. and their positions. But in the end, you have to... My position matters. My voice matters. My opinion, my experience matters. All those so things matter. I think without and without getting too much into politics is that your voice as um, I know you hate hearing this. Your voice as a white guy in America sure. has been for a long time the only voice. And then until very recently has very been recently before, meaning before I was born. Yeah, sure. No, I'm not. Until I mean, the Before last, the last, world. the last fifty years. Sure, but that's still in the grand scheme of things. That's very it recently. It is. It is very recently in the grand. I mean, scheme we're talking of about things. this. We're talking about the sixties, fifties, okay, and sixties. But it depends on what we're talking about. What, yeah. we're ta- what we're talking about is your voice as a white guy being the only voice that mattered. Sure. Now. Here's here's the problem, and then my wife likes to joke about this about the the past ten years of, of oppression that white men have gone through. <laughs> that you just and you just can't take it anymore. I feel oppressed. <laughs> so I mean, so I mean, but then you hear things, and what the problem is, and and I don't, I'm not. The problem is when people in the when people in power have to give up certain things. So that other people can have equality, not more, but equal. It feels like to some, I'm not saying you, but to some it feels like oppression. Well Which is why you have which is why you have white guys feeling oppressed now. Yeah, I have let me just say for the record I know you don't feel that I don't feel oppressed. (laughs) I do I, I the way that I look at these things is I know that at some point there's a line where it's going to get worse, not better, right? There's a some point where you can overcorrect, right? Mm-hmm. So affirmative action, for instance, is I think in a sense an overcorrection, right? I, I think now it is, right? I think at the time it made a lot of sense. I think now is, is time to, to stop doing it, right? That's my political opinion. I think that forced busing, even when it started happening was possibly an overcorrection, right? Force, look, if you have laws which separate people, creating more, creating laws to force them together is not always the right answer. So my point is that those are my objective political opinions, right? I don't know that I'm right. right. I just, those are my objective political, I don't make them, but it doesn't, which doesn't I don't make mean them because can't. I'm a white guy, I make them because I think, uh, some people can look at those issues and make that determination. And there are plenty of people of color in, in today's age who would agree with me on both of those issues. Sure. So, um, I remember, was it Walter Williams, I think? This, but here, this is this he, magical thing where if you sit a black kid next to a white kid, he's gonna you know, buy osmosis somehow. Here's the difference right. though. There might be plenty of people of color that feels that, and they're all, and here's the secret. There always have been. Some of them plenty, from the of, the woods. plenty of people of color that thought that segregation and busing and all that stuff was a bad idea. Sure. The difference is... I mean, forced integration, yeah. Right, forced segregation. But 
their what their opinion their opinion didn't matter. The white guys did because they decided it was time to make that happen. Oh, I agree completely. So that so so but again, it, that goes back to the that goes back to the same issue. Right. It goes back to the same issue. It doesn't it it really this is what's best for you. No, see, so I think I think do. you're making the the modern point as well. And the modern point is a lot of what's happening now is not necessarily and a lot of the things that I disagree with and I've said said this over and over and over again. I'm glad you brought this up that most of the things that make me crazy today about Black Lives Matter is not coming from black people. Right. I mean, not, oh, no. I wouldn't say zero. Uh, I mean, there are some, including the organizers of Black Lives Matter, that kind of make me, you know, make my head hurt a little bit. But for the, I'd say, like, if you live in Philly and a black kid gets killed in Philly and you're out, then, you know, I may not agree with looting, rioting, you know, destruction of property, all that kind of stuff. But if you're out expressing your voice, I don't blame you. I mean, I get it. The problem is, the problem is that most of what's going on now, at least 90% of it that makes me a little crazy, comes from white, li- white, One, white liberals, right? Not just, not just white liberals. It's, 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 it's not, just, not just liberals. The problems are coming from this is, and I've seen because I've seen too many videos of, you know, a guy, you know, white woke, white folks, liberals, doing. Um, I would not these, call woke. Uh, yeah, actually, let me let, let me just me kill say. liberals altogether because we're actually defining the word liberal in great conversations this week, and I think we all agree that um, the modern woke left is not necessarily that terribly liberal, but whatever. So go ahead, finish your thought. They the. Where they're coming coming into black neighborhoods during protests and doing things that they think are going to be helpful, and black people are like, get out of here! You're not helping. I wish, I wish I saw more of the. Unfortunately, in, you're looking in the wrong places. Then, well, no, I no, see no, a I've lot seen, uh, of black people saying, "Get the hell out of my neighborhood." Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you're not doing. You're not. You're not helping. What you're What you're doing? I mean, I know that helping. that's happening. I've seen some yeah, of that. Right. Don't get me wrong. I know that's happening. Actually, I know. I don't have to see it. I right. know that has to be happening. Right. Because I've never met anyone who lived in a neighborhood want, who wanted people to come in and do that kind of thing. Why are you coming in here throwing bricks through windows? So it's That's really... Not, this is, you, and this you, is why and this is why I keep saying this over and over and over again. It's not really a BLM problem. Bro, it's what? actually... Hang on. It's actually an Antifa problem. What did, and what anybody did, what did Martin that Antifa Luther didn't exist, it's just an idea... Well, Joe Biden is just an idea. So. What did Martin Luther King say that the greatest problem to black people's, the greatest problem to black people moving forward in this country is the white liberal? Martin Luther King said that. Right, yeah, yeah. I mean, the white moderate, whatever, you know. And his point is... The white moderate. His point is that people, those are the people that go, that's a shame, that's sad, pass the stake. You know that's that's his point. People well, that but that's not what's happening now. What's happening no, no, no. now is um, uh, what's happening now is what's oh my gosh, now, that's a shame. Pass the the fake state because I'm going to make the world a better place now, by not eating meat. What's whatever. happening now is the same thing that's always happened. I'm going to take care of this for you. I'm going to go down and join your protest oh, and amen. throw bricks through windows. A- it's the same thing that's always amen. happened. So. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think I think um, I, I would it would be interesting to see if 
the majority of the if, if the vast majority of the activity over the last several several months had actually been simply black neighborhoods, black people, but a, most of the unrest from what I've seen has been young white yeah. Antifa types who have, I mean, and they were doing it years ago. I mean, they're just looking for an opportunity to stop. You're not helping. <laughs> you just, uh, well, they're not. I just yeah. wish, I, I wish there was enough because look, and I, I've said this before too. I, I think that there's, we have a tendency uh, as, and I consider myself, you know, a conservative, right? And so in the conservative world, and I feel like it's been this way since the 60s and let's forget who the current you know iteration of conservatives i mean i i don't consider myself right wing anymore because i i think that trump is closer to right wing than than i've ever been and i'm not uh, i'm not on that i'm not of that uh, political persuasion so but conservatives since roughly the 50s or 60s have looked at the identitarian factions of their movement and told them to get lost. I mean, the John Birch Society was tossed to the curb by 1960, right? And they were, you know, anti-communist, but also a little, you know, a little extreme, right? A little, little too, little, little too tinfoil hat or, you know, whatever. So we have a history of when identitarians, especially white identitarians show up, we're like, we have nothing to do with that. We don't like them, we don't identify with them. We don't, we don't associate with them. And you have some outliers. There's a few congressmen who've gotten in trouble with it lately. They're gone. You know, the joke is that, you know, uh, that, that the left circles the wagons with the guns out. And, you know, we circle the wagons with the guns in. We shoot them on sight, like, really fast. And so, and I know we're not perfect on the issue, but I think we're better at it than the left right now because what I'm, because I don't see a lot of people disowning the things that I feel like they should be disowning on the left. I think that I, mean, I think that goes both ways because I don't see people. I don't see a lot of people on the right disowning, not publicly anyway. Um, you know, people on the left not disowning Antifa, and people on the right not disowning, say, the Proud Boys. You know, for example, nobody owns the nobody claims the Proud Boys. I mean, I I make fun of the I, I make fun of you, white identitarians. But you no, I mean generally the conservative movement has no place for them. I mean most of the time, organs. You don't spend any time on Facebook then, not with those people. Anyway. The, that's my point. We don't spend time with them, <laughs> right? And when they pop up, we're like, we don't like it. We disown it. We just so I, I just think it's so. It then how? Well, then how? So again, this goes back to on both sides. Right? Sure. Those extreme factions, you take Antifa on the far left, Proud Boys and their ilk on the far right, both of them are growing. They're both growing. They're both growing, but one of them is growing with the support. They're both growing. One of them is growing with the support, like the vocal support of the left, and the other is growing because the right is ignoring them. Okay, just be, be I just, two things. Number one, they feed off each other. Right? Right. As the I, left comes up, true. the right. So, you know, if it started in Berkeley, right? I mean, the, it was the, the, the right-wingers and the left-wingers, they feed off each other. One uh, says they're going to have a, have a protest. The others show up because they heard they're going to have a protest and vice versa. So what happens is, and I, I, and I follow this just like a lot of people have, there's two reasons why a group grows, right? 
One is that they feel like they're ignored, okay? So, and we, I don't have to support them for them to grow. The politicians don't have to support them for them to grow. The, the, um, uh, the, the media doesn't have to support them for them to grow. But here's what we have in this case. We have a case where the Antifa and the BLM, and especially the extreme parts of the BLM, which are ignored, in my opinion, by the left, are not only are they, they're not even ignored, they're supported. They're supported by the media, and they're supported by leftist politicians. And on the right, you have a group which continues to emerge because they're ignored by the establishment right politicians. And they're supported and promoted by the media. No one would know who QAnon was or Proud Boys was unless the media wasn't talking about it for the last... I mean, they constantly talk about it. Well, and they love it. There's people... We're not promoting it. The media is promoting... But there are, going to be, there are going to be, in a few weeks, people in Congress that believe it. It doesn't. What I'm saying is, is that so because they're growing, the they're house, growing for different reasons. Right, but the how, but so you are going to have someone that represents a portion of Georgia. Sure. Yeah. That that believes that QAnon is fact. Yeah, I get it. So that's what I'm saying. So that's what I'm saying. And I'm not. And again, and it happens on the left too. You have people. You have people on the left that have that support. And again, which goes to we my, had outright well, truther Marxists in the Obama administration, right? So I mean, the, the I mean, like appointed people. So I, I'm just saying, I want to get back to the sports because we got off on a tangent there. But I think that my challenge is when when we tune in to the media, when we tune in to watch something that that we that isn't supposed to be political. I think some people, I think some people. Um, don't want to be they don't want to be um, inundated not even yeah inundated, inundated is the term so right? here, they, they don't want it to be and, and here's my pushback here's my pushback to that there is no zero form of entertainment that is not touched by politics so well, sure as yeah, a yeah. result that's true your choice is you can be annoyed by it or you can just enjoy the part that you want to be because I, I, I don't really have, beyond the prurient sure. aspect of it, I don't have any interest in politics beyond the reality TV uh, uh, crash on the side of the, the road. The, the, the uh, train wreck. The uh, train joy wreck. Of it, joy, right. right. Yeah. I, I have no interest in it. But I also know that, like, for example, when I read a Tom Clancy <clears throat> book, right, I'm going to be inundated with his politics. Sure. That's because that's just part of, that's just part of, that's well, just yeah. part of it. I mean, and so yeah, I can choose to, oh, I'm not going to, hey, Tom Clancy's talking about passing a flat tax. I don't want to read, I don't have to read about that. You know, who cares? Whatever. That's just part of it. And I'm, if I'm going to sit and I'm going to be annoyed because the, uh, the, the English Premier League, all the players <laughs> and referees kneel before, for, for, for Black Lives Matter before every game. I'm not right. going to watch the English Premier League because they kneel before the game. That's silly. I don't like the fact that, it, like, when I go to a game, sure. When I go to when I go to a sporting event, I have to deal with the national anthem being played. That's a political thing, right? Let me that's ask a political you. thing. And so, but that's that's part, true. But people well, no, are okay no. with it if they like it. If it's your politics, it's okay. 
Well, maybe. I don't want, well, maybe. no, no, not maybe, because the same people that don't want to watch the Black Lives Matter thing sure. are the same people that are fine with the national anthem being played. It's all politics. What? It's all the same thing. The national I, I, anthem is not required to be a part of a game. But that's they play true. It. I tr- I, w- I would. Be- I would say though, to be fair, that until six minutes ago, the national anthem was a universal and uniting force of politics. Not Democrats true. like the national anthem before six months ago. See, and this is the problem. This, it's not it, about it, the national anthem. The national Well, anthem, it either is or it isn't. It's not. It's either the flag or it's the national anthem or it's neither. Which it's is, neither. Okay. So why, it, why almost, choose that moment then? Because it gets attention. That's why. Yeah. I'm, let's put that to the side for a second because we're, <laughs> almost, we're, we're almost running out of time because I think that that's... Um, that's a uh, uh, complete total and, and absolute. Uh, but my point, my point in saying all that craziness. is that poli- politics has always been a part of sports, and you can choose to ignore it. That's true. Or not. Well, it's also to be and fair. If you want, and if you want to get all Twitter painted about Black Lives Matter, Twitter painted. Then I then is that why, a word? Twitter painted. It, it, Did you just make that up? No, it's from uh, some Disney movie. Um, uh, I can't remember which one. Doesn't matter. But. Um, if you want to get all worked up about Black Lives Matter, then you should be okay with people getting worked up about the national anthem. That's my. That's all I'm saying. It's all to me again. Because to I just me, don't think, to me, what I'm it's all the is, same. Okay, fine. But what I'm saying is, is that um, the national anthem is not right wing politics. Uh, some people would disagree with that. Well, some people would disagree with that, but objectively, it's not true. If every Democrat, hang on. If every Democratic convention since, you know, I don't know, since there was a Democratic Party, played it, had the flag, did the, all those sorts of but things. But what does it have to do with sports? I'm not... Well, I understand it, what you're saying. Has to and do I'm not saying po- you're... What has to do with politics. I'm what I'm saying, saying is, saying that the national anthem is a right-wing thing is a recent development. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a right-wing okay. thing. I'm saying it is a political thing. It, there, it definitely is. It's a political thing, but it's not a political thing that swings one way or the other, in my view. Sure. Right? But in, and in, in my view... In most people's view, before, before Kaepernick. In my view, right. as someone who has attended sporting events for the better part of 40 years, and has always been a person who has never stood for the national anthem... But you have different reasons. Though. I understand that, but it's, sure. but it's not... But I have different reasons, but it doesn't mean it's not political to me. That's okay. what I'm saying. It is political, and it always has been. Well, okay, let me... No, it's not one side or the other. No, we're gonna I go. We're going to go over time. This is something I want to share with you. Okay, so <laughs> politics is a term, and that's going to be our next week conversation uh, on, the, on Great Conversation, is, is politics is a term that is constantly misused. Right. I mean, politics is not about Democrats or Republicans at elections. No. Politics is about... A lot of things agree together. So, I agree with that. So to support your point, um, if I wasn't able to be entertained without politics, I would not watch TV or movies. Probably you would not be able to be ever. entertained at all. That's right. Politics is not in with everything. a screen. Anyway. It's in everything. No, it not is not with a screen. Not with a book. Not with anything. Oh come on! You got to make a rhyme there. I mean, there was a I am saying it's in it's in everything. It's in everything, and and that, that's right. You, so you can either, as I do, choose to ignore it while I'm being entertained, sure, or you can get all Twitter page. I think I think my take is is that my concern my concern about the particular issue 
is that there, I think there is a line that we can't let the CRT thing, the 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 uh, tendency to uh, over identify politics. In other words, make make politics about identity instead of common humanity. I think that's a that's a trend that is not coming from the right right now. It's coming from the left, and I think we have to be wary. I mean, yes, yeah, yeah, I see it coming from both sides. Well, I know you do, but the challenge is that the the mainstream conservative, even even if you you can even lump Trump into that, is not pushing for segregated dorms and you know in California, but extreme. Yeah, you know, I mean that's that's what's happening. Those are the kinds of things that's coming from the critical race theory crowd right now. But right? again, that's some that's something that that's something that both blacks and whites have both said since segregation. Right. right, wrong, or indifferent. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. Sure. But what I'm saying is that's something that blacks and whites have both said. We think segregation is okay. Not everybody, obviously, but there are some white people and there are some black people that thought that it was that segregation sure, was sure. okay. So much so that you still have it sure. voluntarily sure. in some places. But the voluntarily but, and involuntary are big things for me. Right, yeah. but the big, but the because again the only voices that matter are the ones that make the laws and the only voices, the ones that are making the laws are generally speaking white men. Well, that's that's less and less true at the city level and the and, and state level. Depends and, on the city and state you live that's in. That's right. Yes. But in most cities... We where have, you are, that depends. It depends on where you are. Sure, but sure. in most cities where we're having these challenges, in a lot of the cities where we're having these challenges, you do have you know black mayors and sure. black... Anyway, I don't want to get too much into that. But There's 26 black mayors in this country. 26 black mayors out of all 3,000 whatever, how, no, there's 3,000, 3,300 counties, yeah. whatever, so who knows how many towns and cities there are. Yeah, so it's not a lot, right. but if the, the ones that are, are uh, more likely of major cities sure. where we're having sure. some of these challenges, which is interesting. Yeah. So anything else we need to cover today, man? I don't think so. I think we covered it all. I think we covered everything. Do we solve all the problems of race and sports? As always, and, yes. And politics and As sports? As always, yes, we did. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll do it again next week because it's all going to fall apart between now and then. Right? No, give it two weeks. Two Once weeks after okay. the election, it'll. Be. <laughs> yeah. God of mercy! You want to talk about the election? Are we going to be allowed to talk in public after the election? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> At least we shouldn't, whether we're allowed to or not. Well, uh, thanks for coming on, man. I really enjoyed it. I'm sorry we went a little long. It's been my been my pleasure. Yeah, so um, for those of you who are listening, uh, please go have a great conversation. Oh, um, you got to come up with a rule. You're a guest on my um, on my podcast, so you need to have a rule. Be nice to people. That's your rule. That's easy. That's no, a good is one. it? Are you? Oh, is on. it? Okay. Is we're, it? <laughs> we're going to go with that one. But it's just, <laughs> you're and right. It's not as easy. That's as why saying. if it was easy, we wouldn't be having this great conversation. And on that, go play by the rules. Thanks for listening to Rules of the Game. Please give us a five-star review and share with all your friends who are interested in thoughtful and entertaining discussions. Be sure also to visit our Patreon at patreon.com slash rules of the game and on Facebook at facebook.com slash ROTG podcast. If you're interested in joining the conversation as a contributor or lively discussions with other thoughtful citizens, then go to greatconversations.us. 
Also last, but certainly not least, check out our sponsor and benefactor, Independent Education at indead.us, where they mastered the art of the micro school before it was cool.